Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Welcome to How We Grow, the vacation rental show. I'm Linnell Gordon, and I have a wonderful, wonderful guest today. Her name is Sharon Walker. Sharon, thank you so much for being with us. I want to tell everybody a little bit about you. Sharon is the CEO of Walker Luxury Vacation Rentals, and she's also chairman of the board for the Texas Professional Vacation Rental Coalition. And that coalition, I'll let you tell a little bit about it if you won't mind, but they are a group of concerned Texans who are engaged in legislation producing fair regulations for vacation rentals at the state level. She also owns her own vacation rentals, and she's been in the business a long time. Sharon, thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to speak with you. So here are the things we're going to talk about today, guys. We're going to talk about advocacy and why it's important as a vacation rental manager. We're going to talk about employee appreciation. This is something that Sharon is incredibly passionate about, and she's going to talk to us about how she manages the appreciation and the culture for her employees. And we're going to talk a little bit about owner setup. Will you start out by telling me why is advocacy important as a vacation rental manager? Well, I kind of like to pose it as the simple question of, would you rather do legislation or litigation? Because it's your choice. Ah, there you go. I think that it is incredibly important to hit up these issues that the vacation rental management industry is facing at a legislation level, because there are shocking things happening at local city, state, and government levels, but really at different city levels. They're doing anything from outlawing vacation rentals outright to overbearing ordinances that won't allow you to operate or certainly not in a profitable way. And so when you look at those things that are happening, there's a lot of litigation that's happening around the United States right now regarding vacation rentals. And most of the litigation is turning out to be favorable in the favor of vacation rentals, certainly in the more conservative states with more property rights leaning politicians. But there are some that aren't turning out in our favor. And as everybody knows, litigation can be really costly and takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And then you may have to do it again the next year, depending on what cities and states do. Wow. So it reminds me, someone said something to me and I know I don't have it right. And they're probably going to tease me when they hear the podcast, but it's something like you can either have a seat at the table, you can have a seat at the table, or you can be on the plate at the table. I don't remember. Either way, this reminds me of that because the first thing you said was you can either legislate, you can be there for legislation, or you can be there for litigation. Litigation. Okay. I like to say legislation or litigation. The choice is yours. And I really (laughs) wish I had t-shirts that said it on the front and then said the choice is yours on the back. I'd wear those all around the conferences. You can either put your money towards the legislation efforts that are happening and towards the advocacy efforts that are happening, or you can wait until it comes to you and knocks you upside the head. And then you have to put your money towards litigation to fight it, which, um, like I said, is more expensive, certainly more expensive. And it takes so much time And the energy that it takes is so different from trying to get in front of it, knowing your local lawmakers, 
working on things. We're trying to work on things at a state level in Texas. Mm -hmm. So what we have is a ton of different ordinances, every different municipality, every different city, every little town, every little area has their own rules. And what we're trying to do is get something that's just uniform for the state, some basic rules around vacation rentals. And what we're running into is a lot of support from people who want the same things because they're doing business in different areas and they have to follow different rules. Like for example, we're in, I think we counted up seven different ordinance levels just in my small business. That's how much we're having to face. And just think about managing that. It's difficult, but some of them are very pro-business and some of them are not. And we want to fight for the ability to do what people should be able to do within reason for a residential use of a home. Mm -hmm. So we're working at the state level to try and overcome what is happening at the local level. So if someone hears this and they're like, okay, well, maybe I should get involved and they want to get involved, what's their first step? What should they do, Sharon? So if you're in Texas, you need to contact me. I will get you a call. So (laughs) Google Texas Professional Vacation Rental Coalition, and you should be able to find us. For short, I'm going to call it TPVRC. Uh, You probably have something similar to the TPVRC in your state. So I would reach out to those people and ask how you can help. But at a local level, you need to know your people. You need to know your Congress members. You need to be supporting your local community. Your signs need to be on baseball fields where the kids play. Your signs need to be up at schools. Your signs need to be places where people see them so they can have a friendly face to relate to vacation rentals in the area rather than you know, what makes the news, which is these few and far between horror stories that sometimes occur, which we are so against as well. And so I think that the most important thing you can do after supporting your community is to get to know your local legislators. Mm -hmm. We have a local community here just outside of Austin that is starting to try to put in place an ordinance. And we're in constant communication. I've met with the mayor. We are going to be speaking to the city council members that will speak to us before it goes to hearing. And we will speak to the others during hearing. And, you know, just being a community of people that they know and becoming a resource to them, especially when it comes to giving them real information, you know, facts over fear, that can be really helpful when it comes to your time If you already have a relationship, if you've not had any litigation or legislation issues, you need to start on the relationship with your local community service members. And if you don't find what you're looking for, guys, you can also reach out to Scott Leggett, who does uh, advocacy at Inhabit. He is the nicest person you'll ever meet. It's Scott, S-C-O-T-T dot L-E-G-G-A-T at Inhabit.com. And Scott will put you in touch if you want to get involved. I totally agree with you, Sherry. You you either control it when you have an opportunity or you have to live with the results afterward. So let me ask you this. Let's talk a little bit about employee appreciation and your culture. Tell me why you're passionate about this and some of the things that people should think about. Well, I think that if you know what you're doing as a boss, you know you're only as good as your team. My team is what runs my business. The only reason why I can sit here and do a podcast with you instead of being the person who, how I started, which is how everybody starts. So if you're still there, that's okay. But as you bring people on, I think it's really important to show them the proper appreciation and empower them to do the jobs you need them to do so that you can actually take off a few hats and run your company. The people in my organization are phenomenal people who have all been with me for a very long time. And I attribute that to the 
level of empowerment that I give them in their roles. They all act like they own this company. They all make decisions like they own this company. They are all passionate about their positions. They are all well-paid. I suggest paying your people market value plus because you're going to keep them longer and they'll be more satisfied longer. They all have great set of benefits. Last year, we brought on insurance, which we had never had before. And we brought on a 401k plan, which I think is important to show your people that you care about investing in their future and about them investing in their future. You know, I just trained somebody that was a manager for my husband's company. My husband owns an appliance company and one of his new managers is having trouble with getting constant questions. And this is something that I think every, this is just a practical way that you can uh, empower people. I think it's something that happens when you are passing over responsibility to a new person. You get a ton of questions, a ton of questions, a ton of questions. At first, that's, mm-hmm. I think, expected and normal. Of course. And then at some point, I think you need to start throwing those questions back to them and not in a no, no, no kind of way, but in a what do you think we should do here kind of way. So I was just teaching him with all the questions that you're getting, how often can you say, what do you think we should do about this? Or how do you think we should proceed? Or what do you think we should do to move forward? And he's started now asking people those kind of questions to make them think the way that he would be thinking. And it's really empowering because it tells the person, the employee or the team member, it tells them, I trust the decision that you're going to make. And I want to know what you think about what we should do here. So you're communicating that to them. And it also puts everything back into their thinking brain. As soon as it's what I tell my kids, as soon as you have said, I don't know how to do that. You've told your brain to stop figuring out how to do that. So sometimes people will be coming to you with questions because they've told their brain, I just need to ask somebody about that. And that's not necessarily true. They probably have the resources to come up with an answer on their own. It's just a matter of whether they feel empowered to do so. That's wonderful. I actually took some notes here on what you said, because I love a couple of things that you said really struck home. When you empower your employees to act like they own the business, that's beautiful because that gives them a level of caring that they don't have if they're just sitting there pushing the papers around. Let me ask you this. So how many people do you have working for you as far as running the business? So our core team is nine people, including wow. me. So I have three people on guests, two people on owners. They also do maintenance and they also do cleaners. And then I have one person that's over all of our stagers and inspectors. And then I have one person who I call my right arm and she's our director of operations. So I just want you guys to listen to this. Sharon has nine employees and they have insurance, 401k, great benefits because she's invested in their future. If you thought because you have a small operation, you can't afford benefits. Do you mind sharing if they reach out to you and you tell them exactly how you did this so that they can, so you made it affordable for you to be able to do that? Yeah. You know, I don't pay for the majority of those benefits. I want to be transparent. That's not, those are benefits that we offer to our employees. We're still too small to cover the cost of them, but they are good benefits. They're at a much better price. What we found out is that they're at a much better price than what you can get on the open market or through the Affordable Care Act. Interested in a unique franchise opportunity? iTrip Vacations provides a unique business opportunity in a thriving industry iTrip offers an executive level income potential with work-life balance in an exclusive territory. As an iTrip franchisee, 
you'll provide a full array of short-term rental property management services for the properties that you manage. iTrip offers extensive support and training requiring no previous experience. Visit us online at itripfranchise.com to learn more. When I started my business, when I had five employees, I offered all the benefits that I possibly could, including a 401k, and it was grandfathered in. And when I actually sold my business and began working for a very large company, the benefits were nowhere as good because I had specifically chosen benefits for my employees. You guys can do that. It seems like it's going to cost you a bunch of money, but it doesn't. You don't have to pay for it. You're just offering it to your employees. And uh, there are a lot of good people to help you do that. Yeah. And they are all extremely happy about the opportunity to take advantage of those things. Not that all of them do, but once I did it, I went, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this before? I know. Yeah. People to hear. And I did them both in one year. That's how simple they turned out to be. I did have somebody help me a lot. My director of operations, she helped me a lot with the medical, but the 401k, I think we just did through ADP, which is our payment processor. And I would encourage you guys if that are thinking about this, especially smaller operations to offer an HSA as well, which is federal health savings account. And you don't have to put any money in it. It doesn't cost you anything as an employer. There's a little bit of administration with it, but it allows your employees to use their pre-tax dollars to pay for their medical. And that is a huge benefit. So we're talking employee appreciation and culture here. And what we're talking about is empowering them with with decision-making and empowering them with benefits that allow them to know that you are investing in their future. I love that. Sharon, that's really a great message to give people that are growing Because I know I didn't think that I could do it either. And I was just like, I'm just going to try. If I can't do it, it's okay. So tell me a little bit about your owner setup. I just had a huge project where I worked on a new owner reference guide, which is an owner onboarding document. This is like a 30 page document. Maybe it's not that big, but it feels like it's that big. It took me months to get it together. And it is a document that tells owners everything they need to know from the point of signing a contract. So Everything from like, what kind of bed sheets do we buy to what do you need to have in your kitchen to frequently ask questions from owners about the booking process or about when you get paid to how to use your owner portal online with screenshots showing them where they go and what that information means and what's included in that information. We just really dug in to make sure that all questions were answered in this document And it was a big project, but we made it beautiful so that it's not overwhelming to look at. It's got great photography in it. And we made a little booklet out of it, which I feel like a couple of other people have done. I know Steve Milo's done that. I know Steve Schwab has done that. So me and the Steves are doing um, (laughs) owner guides, but I looked at both of theirs with their permission in order to set mine up. And of course, I made mine quite different because we're in a different focus as far as companies go. But I really feel like that has been an onboarding process tool that makes owners just kind of breathe easy that we've got our acts together. Yeah, you know, for when sure. You provide them with something beautiful like that, that tells them everything they're thinking about. It, I think it really gives them some confidence. Would you be willing to share that with new property managers or property managers that listen to that and go, oh my gosh, I wish I had thought about that. 
Well, so typically, yes, it kind of depends on who's asking. Obviously, I'm not going to give it to my competition, but <laughs> no, of course not. No, I get that. But yes, typically, and I don't want people to plagiarize it just like I didn't um, plagiarize other people. I want to be as transparent as possible with what we're doing because I want everybody to run a professional business. Like the people who are giving us a bad name in this industry, it's time for them to start attending conferences. And I don't mean the that's true. I mean, the good conferences where right. people are trying to become more professional, not just trying to add to their profit margins. So I really do want to help anybody that needs it. And so, yes, typically I'm more than willing. Here's to what share. I would suggest. I would suggest that you take the headers of each section and just keep the header and clear out the rest of the information. Then there's no plagiarizing. You're just saying, so I address this. Here's an FAQ that I address. How do you get in the owner portal? They can fill in their own information with their screenshots and everything for that but to give somebody like a outline that might help them. So that might yeah. be an idea. That's a great so, idea. Because I think that's phenomenal. I love that idea. I have to admit, I'm lazy. And I just said to my sister, please sign everything and do everything. And, you know, please make the decisions. You send me the link on Amazon that I need to order. And she did. And she's like, what do you want to do? You want to do luxury? I'm like, yeah, I want to do luxury. She's like, Here's all the links here. And so she's like, I'm going to give you just what I do for my own houses. When I buy a vacation rental property, I want someone to manage it for real. I truly don't want to make all the decisions that have to be made. Even the big ones, I'm happy for someone else to do because I'm only choosing a property manager that I trust. So I love the owner documentation. That's phenomenal. Let's uh, do a couple of other things. I wanted to ask you about your guest story, people that come on for the podcast, I always ask them, okay, tell me an owner story and tell me a guest story. So tell me your guest story. Okay. So the one I can think of is pretty recent. We just had a pretty big freeze here in Texas and we had some guests that were staying at one of our houses. And I know that he was, have you ever heard of the podcast all in? I haven't. Okay. So it's four billionaires who talk about what's going on in the market. And I know that he is friends with those guys. So I'm just going to put him in the same category as far as resources as those gentlemen. And he was so smart and so kind. And he was vacationing in one of our homes when a pipe burst. And him and his wife and the other couples that they were, had there worked to keep our floors dry while we worked to get someone over there to cut off the water and figure out what was going on. They tried to cut off the water for us. They were just... They were just phenomenal guests and we gave them a sizable refund whenever they left because they just went above and beyond and they're coming back to stay this next year. And so they spent so much money on that house and they were so gracious to help us in kind of our time of need. So it's just a guest story that I remember. That's wonderful. Those guest stories are wonderful. When you have guests that go over and above in those times of crisis, you won't forget that story. Even though it's right. recent, you won't forget it. So tell me about your owners. And I know you're not dealing directly with them. You're actually running the company for the most part here. So do you have an owner story to share? So I think the only one that I would talk about is gift giving related. So we have an owner that has been with us for, I think, 10 years, if not 10 years, nine years. And she she sends a Christmas gift to my house every year. And I get excited <gasps> every year before I realize that it's not for me. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. She sends beautiful every single time. And one time it was this gorgeous 
baby blue pashmina, which is my favorite color. That's what color I have on right now is this baby blue pashmina. That was not for oh. me. She sent some really good <laughs> chocolates that were not for me. She just sends all kinds of good stuff and just beautiful things. And so we just have great owners. I send our owners really beautiful things too. If you don't know, I've done a few talks on gifting and how important that is in the vacation rental industry, everything from a guest gifts to owner gifts. And I'm really big on gifting owners because I, I read that book giftology. And I think in there, it says you're supposed to gift your owners 10% back of the profits that they make you, which wow. for us is pretty significant when it comes to gifts. And so all the different things that we've been gifting, our owners have been really good over the years. If anybody ever wants an example of something to give a luxury homeowner, you let me know. Oh, that's phenomenal. That's a great idea. I agree with gifting and I agree giftology. And there's also a book about thanks and how to be thankful and, and gratefulness. All that is really important, not just in our business, but in our lives. And I just wanted to say that I always get sent these really cool facts about the people that I'm interviewing. There was one that stood out for me for Sharon, and it's that she volunteers at her church as a nursery worker. And that (laughs) is, now let me just say, because I know, and you know, Sharon, that your time is the most valuable asset that you have in your business and in your life, period. Because when you're not working, you want to be full on home with your family. And the fact that you're willing to take your time away from the service where you're getting fed and to volunteer as a nursery worker, I think that says a lot about your character. That's what I think. To be honest, it's pretty selfish. I just want to hold the babies. I have four (laughs) kids. I have four kids. And the youngest one is five now. And she lets me hold her sometimes, but not all the time. So I just want to hold the babies. (laughs) It's uh, pretty fulfilling for me. Not everybody that has kids does that. And a lot of people just don't want to be bothered. I'm like you. Anytime I can snuggle a baby, I'm very happy. (laughs) It just does something inside of me. If you could give your 21-year-old self career advice, Sharon, what would it be? Stick with what you're doing. I had no idea when I was decided I was going to be a personal trainer. My bachelor's degree is a degree of science because I was going to go do kinesiology and learn all about the body. And really, that's what got me into sales first. Because I got stuck as an intern in the sales department one day and did really well. And then selling little gym memberships and all of that, I think I was really good at that because I had been a waitress while I was in college. And waitressing is nothing more than short sales, like learning how to talk to people, learning how to get people to like you immediately, upselling to get people to buy more. I mean, everything I did. One of my first jobs was I worked at the Gallup poll, which was telephone sales, which fed wow. over into my marketing career, which was like almost 100% telephone sales. So everything that I did has led me to the point of where I am. But more than anything, I would say just try not to stress, trust God, enjoy the ride is what I would probably say. Absolutely. That's really good advice when you think about it. Because how many times have we worried in situations? and the situation got resolved and you thought all that time and energy that I spent worrying, things do, they do have a way of working themselves out. And God has been very good to me. So I can totally agree with that. Sharon, I want to thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your wisdom. I especially love, love, love the employee appreciation that you've given, the importance of why we need to do advocacy. And, you know, the owner book is 
that's magic. So thank you again. And I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This is fun. This episode of How We Grow was brought to you by iTrip Vacations. To find out more about how iTrip Vacations can help to grow your vacation rental business, visit iTripFranchise.com. Make sure to search for How We Grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.